Stop! Sure you want the rest of it? Dirty Harry Welcome to Dirty Harry Minute, the only podcast in the world to review every minute of the 1971 Warner Brothers classic, Dirty Harry, starring Clint Eastwood. I'm one of your hosts, John, and as ever, I'm joined with... Tim. Trent. And our returning guest, Shane. G'day, guys. Thanks for coming along. Thank you, no worries. It's been a while since we've seen you. Yeah, I've grown a beard. And tonight, or whenever you're listening to this, we are reviewing Minute 15, which begins with Harry lightly chuckling and walking away and ends with the shot of a helicopter going past three policemen on a rooftop. Right, Shane? Yeah, yeah. This is, ha- this is um, Harry in the doctor's surgery. Is it's a big surgery? Part of what in the doctor's room, yeah. I say, we call it sick bay when I was at school. <laughs> I'm assuming this isn't the hospital, this is an internal police. Doctor Locum or something? Yeah. Looks like it. They seem pretty familiar with each other. Well, indeed, we've heard <laughs> the Protero... How do we pronounce it, Trent? Uh, Potrero Hill. Potrero what, Hill what boys. That? It's, that's a suburb in San Francisco, previously a working-class suburb up until the 90s. According to Wikipedia, its central location attracted many working professionals during the dot-com era in the 90s. Today, it's mostly an upper-middle-class, family-orientated neighbourhood. That we can't afford. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if we need to apologise to American listeners when they hear the word suburb, they think of, you know, white neighbourhoods <laughs> far out of the city. We meant more the Protero Hill And we district. should apologise for Trent's.com in the American accent that he tried. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could do .com. I mean, in the South African, that's probably a little, little bit better. Much, I don't know. Much better. You get far fewer complaints. So they grew up together, apparently, Tim. Well, yeah. Clint in this. Does that imply that maybe the suburb was a bit rough back then? Mm, or, I think so, a bit yeah. different to... They have to stick together, right? <laughs> Not because it's posho. No, because maybe, it's a bit working class. I can't even imagine that maybe they're the only two, two people that made it to... Working in the police. <laughs> no, probably not either. Yeah. <laughs> From that <laughs> district. That's all right. Some, one of them's become a doctor, so good for him. Exactly. It's African American doctor in 1971. I wonder how prevalent that was at the time. Or common, sorry, not prevalent, but yeah. yeah. Well, I, Steve, Steve is such a funny name for a doctor to have, don't you think? <laughs> Steve. Steve O. Um, some other interesting facts about Potrero Hill is that it's the headquarters for popular Discovery Channel program Mythbusters. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. Callback. Segway to a previous episode. <laughs> and uh, they also have an office for uh, Sega or Sega, the video game the video game company. It'll be Sega, always to me. How do you pronounce that in South African? Sega. Sega. <laughs> I think that's it. I, um, I really liked the nod to, like, any left-wing people that are watching the movie about him saying, I don't come down and tell you how to beat a confession out of a suspect. I love it. I think that's funny. That's very relevant. <laughs> it's perpetually relevant. Yeah, it's a really charming scene, scene really, and the, the mm. dialogue and the banter is um, 
pretty natural and pretty pretty funny. Yeah, I agree. I don't think would a doctor really forget a close friend of Harry that his wife had recently died? I feel like it's one of those things where the doctors have notes and then when you walk in they see so many patients but they treat you like you they you know they remember you from last time but they've got notes, you know, they're mm. cheating. So maybe it's one of these notes that he hasn't corrected and he's just launched into it and he's like, whoops, you can't talk about the wife with this guy. He's still living in the past. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's not really clear, is it? Like he just says wife and then he's like, oh, sorry. Yeah. And then they don't, they don't really mention anything else. I think it comes across pretty obviously that, oh, no, he's lost his wife. That's what we're supposed to take from that. Mm. And everyone knows that. And then it's also not something that we talk about. Well, not necessarily. Maybe they're going just through like an ugly divorce. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. I just leapt straight to murder. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) But it's possibly the only, the first time in any of the Dirty Harry films we hear, we know anything about his past. We know he has or was be, has been married and yeah. that he had a potentially working class upbringing. I'm, I'm guessing that Potrero Hill means absolutely zilch to anyone outside of San Francisco, but I don't know, I guess it's implied that, you know, when a suburb's usually dropped, it's usually, you know, a rough, rustic beginning. The novelizations. I've only read a synopsis of the Dirty Harry one. I'd love to buy that one. But in Magnum Force, it said he's, uh, Harry's a divorcee. And he married, you know, he married someone, they divorced within six months and she moved away. But later in the film we'll see that the wife died in a, a road accident. And I guess it doesn't really matter because like Scorpio, we don't know the background of why he's a nutcase and mm. we don't know they're just fully formed characters, good and evil. And this is just um, a nice little scene that shows, well, shows a bit of how maybe Harry's got nothing going on. Nothing to lose. He's got nothing to mm. lose. He's cold, I think. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who just talks about his feelings. Yeah. yeah. He's a very sad man. Not like you, Shane. Me? You talk about your feelings. <laughs> of course. So another thing the doctor um, tells him to take is Mercurochrome. Oh, yeah. I love that reference because yeah. I remember that as a kid and really? it just does I not get... I didn't know what it was. Do you know? Do you, did you guys have that as yeah, a kid? Yeah, and those little satchels that look like blood or saffron almost yeah. and you put it on yourself Satchels? No, I don't remember no, it, it being a satchel. No, it was in a little satchel. white... You know what I mean? The white little like... Nap, like oh, was it? No, no, not in my household. It was in a bottle, wasn't it? I had your style yeah. in a bottle Hang and on. then you get for a little... Um, what's that, a cotton it's just bottle? An yeah. yeah, for people yeah. like me, it's just it's just antiseptic. Is that right? Oh, no. If you've ever had it on a grazed knee, it's um, it's a bit deeper than that. Like, it's it makes you scab up quickly. So, it's got a chalkiness about it. Yeah. I think so. I haven't thought about this stuff for what is like it, a liquid? 45 it's years a liquid? when I was a yeah. kid. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But it's red or orange, isn't it? It looks like saffron. Like if you put it on. It's very red, like yeah. a scarlet kind of. It makes the yeah. wound look even more gruesome. It does. Than what it is. As well, yeah. And it stains your skin. It's like a beetroot sort of color, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it, Trent, was it the. We used to get it in like KFC refresher towels and those little things. Oh, you're much younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> is it a trademark name or a generic? It's uh, capitalized in the in the subtitles, but yeah, uh-huh. so it must be like Lucasaid. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody oh, remembers that. that. <laughs> Hang on. Are you saying you had Mercurochrome in your KFC towelettes? <laughs> <laughs> no, it came in portions like a little... Uh, uh, oh, like a little pouch. Little, that, l- yeah. A little one-serve one like, yeah. <laughs> one portion. <laughs> Hey, you don't know how big my grazed so knees. It, it made the it <laughs> no, made the scab oh, yeah, right, form yeah. quicker. I believe so. so. Like old school, Clearasol used to 
cake on. I don't know. No, that was just a scam. Yeah, I think maybe we just had I had a not quite right reject shop version. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, I'll I'll look out for Mercurochrome anytime I eat KFC. Yeah, it's delicious. I think yeah. Tim was thinking that Dirty Harry was filmed not Panavision but Mercurochrome, and that's why the hot dog blood and yeah, so. <laughs> as opposed to hot dog's blood. That uh, mercurochrome would have been better on his pants, but then the, the paints of ketchup. <laughs> that stuff will stain. I don't know, $29.50. Yeah. I don't I'm, want to be playing around with that stuff. I'm guessing pants. The, the local grocery store was out of Heinz, you know, out of mercurochrome. They had to go with one of Heinz 49 varieties and spray that. Yeah. So that reference to the $29.50 pants is interesting because it kind of all, it like adds another backstory to him like does he does he, he doesn't care about his fashion he just goes for the most practical cheapest bit of clothing that he can no get. i read that totally the really? other way i think he's a very well dressed and i noticed that in the the famous do you feel lucky scene but um i i think he's quite dapper and he's looking after himself and he's probably a single man and he's looking sharp and he spent 29 dollars 50 i.e in the 1970s big amount <laughs> And he's like, you're not cutting my pants, man. I think we have the figure on that. That's around $180, Trent. I'm getting, getting it up now. No, is it? Inflation. 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 Whoa, okay. <laughs> it is $504.15. How many of your pants oh, cost sorry. that? No, I'm full of shit. $181.70. Oh, well, yeah. There we go. So, this is a very nice pair of jeans in today's standards. Well, it's just a pant. The trouser. Sorry, it's a the, trouser, the pants, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you're not spending $180 on, on work trousers, are you, J- JP? No, no. No. No, maybe half that, maybe. So, he's just being quite sensible. and mm. yeah. No, I think he's very well dressed. Is yeah, that okay. what we're saying? I've been proven wrong. And I, Is that what we're saying? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you've <laughs> Gee, I love these classic movies that mean different things to different people. It, it just, you can I just assumed it. because he, he seemed so willing to get his pants cut rather than... <laughs> rather than no, I took the scene to say the, say the opposite, right? He's, he doesn't want his pants cut. So he's going to peel his pants off oh, cool. rather than the, have the doctor cut them off him. Oh, yeah. yeah that's how it goes, yeah. right? Oh, I thought it was tripping balls here. <laughs> that's good. You guys are the experts, but uh, I have comprehension skills. That's cool. That's coming handy. I just assumed Harry was supposed to be a working class guy. And but he made it. He's kind of, like, Maybe it? the aspirations of the lower middle class, you know, that you have to wear right. a suit and a, and a three-piece, like the, the vest. Under Red the vest. Shirt. That's what they wear in Petrero Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's a plainclothes in, in, yeah. in, in detective, right? That's so, right. In, inspector. Yes, inspector, inspector sorry. Yeah, so he's not, he's not, yeah, he's he's done his time, right? Everyone starts as like rookie copy in uniform and then he's, he's gone somewhere, I think. Even Inspector Rex dresses you know, pretty well for an How inspector. inspector you know? if, if Inspector Rex wore pants, would he wear it like this or would he wear it like this? Yeah, no, I reckon he, yeah. It's, uh, his collar, you know, is pretty nice. No, that meme is going to date this podcast terribly. Sorry about that. <laughs> finished up in 2005 or something, didn't it? Or I, I have no idea. I knew someone who went to the street where they filmed Inspector Rex in Austria. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought, I've heard of some pilgrimages, but uh, yeah, that was one of the most interesting ones I've heard. Great show. 
I'm not ready to take my fashion advice from uh, Austria. <laughs> <laughs> what about Mr. Schwarzenegger? You can rock a mean suit too. I bet he spends $185 on his <laughs> slumming around pants. As we know, Schwarzenegger's a big fan of this move. Yeah, he's so, big. Yeah. That's the whole point. I see. I, I see a big fan of the movie. It's such a great little funny line, though, isn't it? For twenty nine fifty, make it hurt. Let it hurt. But of course, um, yeah, it's just a nice little scene, sort of showing the loneliness of Harry. At least he's got one friend on the force that likes him. True. I think it's also kind of important in the as in later in the next few scenes when when he gets introduced to the partner and then um, there's this joke about him being racist. But it's clearly not. He clearly isn't mm. because he's friends with his patrol buddy. Yeah. So it kind of sets that up for later on. All right. So yeah, this scene is like um, he's down to earth. He's a good guy. You've That's just it. seen him be cold as ice. But mm. you know, he's he's got a bit of baggage and he's got mates. And you should be his friend because <laughs> this doctor seems pretty nice. And he's 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 the friend. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess it also implies that, you know, there was, yeah, once a foundation of, you know, goodness and something that earned him respect from everybody. But, mm. you know, we get a hint that there was an event that, you know, perhaps altered altered him. And Is this the the car accident? Yeah. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the event, yeah. Yeah. So, do we know how long ago that that is? Like, is that fresh? Is that a fresh wound where, where he says wife? Know. I think it's meant to be sort of reasonably fresh, but yeah. yeah. Milius, I think, talks about he projected in the script that um, they'd only been married a short time, a few mm-hmm. weeks or something, and she'd uh, had the accident. So it wasn't. It was quite a while ago, actually, because I think ah. he's supposed to be on been on the force for twenty years or something after a short stint in the navy. Yeah, you, that that was from the Milius. Yeah, I or think so, I think so. There's various things that were proposed for the novelization, the original scripts, the the five versions of the script that were previous. But yeah, good point, Shane. So That's what I'm here for. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. So he was a Navy man like James Bond. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and James Bond had a wife who got killed as well. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Putting two and two together. Is this a Jacob's Ladder? This is, are these two things happening in the same universe? Through the looking glass here, people. I don't think there's much to say. Tim, about this little nice... It's a sweet minute. Wouldn't you I, I like this minute a lot. Character and- building. <laughs> oh, I almost forgot. I had my hands down probably the funniest delivery line in the film, Trent, which is, I'm going to cut your pants off. <laughs> oh, you can turn away. <laughs> How's that line go? You can turn away if you're embarrassed or something. Yeah, I like that line. That, that's funny to me. These ones are tough at the moment, these, these minutes, because you know we're past the initial foundation laying of things, you know, credits and, and whatnot. Um, th- you know, these scenes kind of speak for themselves in yeah. a lot of ways, so it's very hard to just sort of talk th- about them. I think they're establishing the character, but, yeah. but you guys have spent a lot of time with this character. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe you can see it a bit more. That these are all establishing this, this, char- this character. You know, now we know what to think and who, how to feel and who's who. Mm. Um, We're definitely on his side. He's always in control. He has the answer, you know. Yeah. Like he's got the, the response to the intent. Yeah. If you get rape and he's got the answer with the, the card and criminal. Yeah. He knows what he wants. He's the kind of cop you want. Around. So if you've just seen the trailer, which is pretty much all Harry intensive, it just talks about homicidal mania, but it doesn't really talk about Scorpio. Yeah, this oh, this movie's all going to be about these escapades of this smart ass cop. You know, yeah. always got a witty answer to something, and 
knows what he wants. And in today's climate, it's important because he's not racist. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. a racist cop. <laughs> yeah. But is he? Because don't we know where this is going in this very near future? I don't know if there's post-racism in 1971 where you can drop, <laughs> drop certain words and no, it's just a joke. We all understand that that's not me being racist because how could I possibly be in this company? Mm. No, this, I don't know. When we get to it, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Well, I think we'll call this minute to a close. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Trent. Thank you, John. Thank you, Shane. Yeah. We'll join you next time on Dirty Harry Minute. Minute.